This is the technical area, your weekly football manager podcast brought to you by me, your host, Gaffer Graymo. Once again, apologies for the delay in the release of this episode. But um, as I did allude to there just a while ago, just before I started recording, you know, sometimes you just need to be a bit proactive. Sometimes you just need a bit of a breather, a bit of a break. And, you know, just it was a hectic week last week, a few little bits and pieces kind of going on. And unfortunately, you know, when I did sit down Thursday evening to record, I was what, 20, 20 or so minutes into the podcast and I just felt, look, you know, it's not to say that the podcast is been groundbreaking, I'd say the podcast's been amazing, it's certainly just trying to find its feet anyway from from, uh, from its launch, and just kind of felt, you know, look, this is not releasable really, this is not good quality, this is not to like, be happy with releasing and just expecting people to listen, because to be honest with you, you know, I just really just wasn't happy with it one bit, so as much as you can be your harshest critic at the same time, you just have to be realistic as well and say, look, it's not happening. You need to step back, step away, and come back to it. So, I suppose that funny start that we contradict you there saying that it's a weekly football manager podcast where it didn't come out last week, but you know, you're getting to this week. Yeah, we'll be back again with my usual Friday release, anyways, to take you into the weekend. But more on that later on. This week's podcast is a chat all about the. Um, the cornerstones football manager you know 20 to players that we kind of you know deserve a bit of a look whether they're in need of revival in need of you know you need some recognition or young talents that certainly need to be nurtured that's where our whole discussion is going to be focusing on this week um obviously at the same time as recording and one of the most interesting is to know that the FM20 live stream is going on now on Twitch from SI Towers. So whether you're watching or not, it's really exciting. It's, the excitement's starting to build, you know. We really aren't that far away from beta now, I suppose. We can hope to something in the next, I suppose, two weeks or so from today, really. We can hopefully expect something. But certainly, you know, use the time wisely, whether you've wound down FM19 and retired and put it up on the shelf with the other editions. Or you're still going hard and fast at it, you know. And it's like it's a great time now just to take a breath and read and try new things. So obviously it's something I'm doing with Velez Sarsfield. I've downloaded an episode of these football times as well. I think the latest um episode of these football times oh latest sorry, issue of these football times had a little bit about the the new goal kick routines and obviously that's gonna be implemented in Football Manager twenty, so I think that's certainly worth consideration for people to, you know, to delve into a little bit more, especially, you know, the fact that we know we can save our set pieces into a distinct folder that's not just attached to the actual tactic that we're using, which is, can be awfully time consuming if you're changing between tactics and you have different set piece routines you need to set up. It'd be nice to know your set pieces will be saved in one place just separate from the actual formations it is as you're looking to play. Another kind of thing as well is we, one of the great things I really feel is that Football Manager used the community to unveil and release some of the new features this year. And, you know, I really, really have to applaud those creators that were lucky to be chosen. You know, I'm 
very envious, of course, of them. You'd love to be someone that, you know, sports interactive football manager comes and says, Hi, would you be interested in, you know, unveiling a new feature for us? Because, you know, to get the recognition from the big boys, the head honchos, those guys in the office, that's really, you know, I suppose you could feel a, a validation of just what it is you've um, been putting time and effort into in your content creation. So, certainly gives us who are not chosen this year goals to work towards whether it's next year or further down the line you know these things don't happen overnight but certainly you know consistency certainly is the key if you are going to be looking at content creation going into fm20 which is certainly something i need to pull up my socks a little bit more i think in terms of the blogging i did let that slide last year but i suppose it's now time really just to get into you know the meat and bones of Everything about uh, building a squad players to look out for going into FM20. I kind of felt that after talking about clubs, leagues, nations, that would certainly be worth some attention. I really feel that, you know, at the end of the day, it is a, you know, we do look to build a playing squad and a quality playing squad as well. So, um, I feel that's the best place to look is you know, trying out some names out there for people to consider. And obviously, these players, you know, I'll put this disclaimer at the start. Some of these players may not be available in the first season you load the game up. Whether it's because whatever club you're at is financially restricted, you're starting in a lower league, less but or, or with a lesser reputable side. That attracting some of these players just may not be possible. This is just the way it goes, unfortunately, that you know, projects do take a little bit of time. But these are certainly players to keep an eye out on. Um some have been suggested by the community, some have been put forward by myself through my own research. And if you want to have a look at any of the lists in full, it was my list when it was fully put together between all three kind of categories, numbered well over 100 players. So if you're interested in seeing the full list that I put together, please let me know. I'll be happy enough to make it available. But for this podcast, I'm just going to kind of focus on three players from each category that I've suggested. And then, of course, we're going to look in at um, some of the suggestions from the community. Of course, you know, community um, influence on all these podcasts is your suggestions or input. Certainly is very welcome every week going forward in FM20. Because obviously, I'm sitting here by myself recording. You know, it's one voice, one opinion. You know, your voice, your opinion. You're probably talking and thinking to yourself about this what what i'm saying or what i say in future so like anything you have to contribute socials are down below in the podcast notes get in touch and you know let's have the podcast a bit more vibrant going forward with different opinions but starting us off then we'll start with my opinion i suppose and my three players i feel who you know could be in need of a change of scenery going into fm20 and you're possibly with your club and you've lined up could be in a position to make these happen First up on my list is Max Meyer. So far, Max Meyer's impact at Crystal Palace has been quite weak. He, we have not seen really a consistent glimpse of the player that certainly shot up the Bundesliga when he broke onto the scene with Schalke. Unfortunately, with Max Meyer, you know we can't just, you know, attribute to the fact he's playing for a Roy Hodgson team, to the fact that he has not shone really in England. You know, he was brought into Crystal Palace, certainly with a lot of hope and potential. And they did, you know, they are, they are paying him a substantial amount of wages. Wages with 
which not many big clubs were willing to pay, which is why he ended up, I suppose, you know, moving to a club like Crystal Palace rather than the clubs he was linked to when he was certainly burst onto the scene. In the Bundesliga and amongst German journalists, German uh, footballing, those in the know, the community there, he was regarded as one of the brightest stars, not just in German football, but in European football as well. So something has clearly gone wrong for Max over the last uh, 12 months or so. Just 12 Premier League starts are under his belt, from the information I could garner. Scoring or assisting just three goals, and even the game against Huddersfield last year, Max Meyer's performance on substitute at half-time. So, like, with a player on 125 grand a week or so, Crystal Palace fans are certainly in a position to expect more from as are us Premier League fans and fans watching the, the game in England, you expect to see more from a player like him. So maybe you'd be the one to give Max Meyer that break, that clean start, that fresh opportunity to shine. He certainly has the ability. You know, there are some questions about the player's um, personality off the pitch, his attitudes, but, you know, his career is in danger of stalling, and maybe, just maybe, under your guidance, you could be the one to get him going again. Second on my list is Azmir Begovic, currently on loan at Karabag from Bournemouth. Now, Azmir Begovic, as we all know, stood out at Stoke, making a name for himself replacing Thomas Sorensen in those Stoke teams that certainly shook up the Premier League with Tony Pulis. He earned himself a move then away from Stoke to Chelsea, and unfortunately at Chelsea, things didn't pan out. He was not in a position to really establish himself as the club's number one, found himself warming the bench more often than not. A move to Bournemouth seemed to be perfect to reignite his career with Arthur Boric certainly, you know, um, beginning to, you know, show some signs of decline from his abilities that caused Bournemouth to sign him initially. But now it's a case of at Bournemouth, things have not just panned out for Asmir Begovic. Shaky form, kind of, of several mistakes. It's eventually seen him slide down that pecking order to becoming fourth choice at Bournemouth, behind Begovic or behind Boric, who he actually was brought in to replace. So currently on loan at Carabag, you know a deal that was done over the summer. You would not expect Azmir Begovic to be available initially in game, but certainly on his return from loan, if there isn't an opportunity for Carabag to purchase him, he'd certainly be a player to watch him, because there certainly could be an opportunity to pick him up quite cheaply at the start of your second summer, at the end of your first season. Finally on my list is Mariano Diaz. Now Mariano Diaz shone at Lyon you know, after making the move out of Spain and from Real Madrid, whether it was Real Madrid B or you know the Real Madrid squad. Mariano Diaz did not really make you know a prominent impact on Madrid at his first spell especially. Brought into Julian Lopetegui's Real Madrid after a stellar season for Lyon. The goal scoring was noticed all across Europe. Real Madrid exercised that buyback clause. But unfortunately, Lopetegui thinks enough lasted very long. And certainly under Solari and now under Zidane, he has disappeared right down the pecking order. Three goals in 13 starts and the loss of his squad number to Eden Hazard. Certainly would feel have Mariano Diaz possibly feeling he is just on the fringes of the squad and could certainly be worth a punt, especially on a loan deal if you're in a position to make such a thing happen. 
proven goal scorer in France. Diaz certainly has the qualities. Can you just be the one that brings him out to shine once again? Now, of course, like I said, the list is not full. I have plenty more of suggestions. But then, of course, I wouldn't have time for those ones from the community. FM Poacher and Ted Redwood had some very interesting suggestions on this. But possibly the points they've um, suggested and made would probably be best suited for a discussion on another day. Guido Mary, I really want to thank, because Guido's shortlists are phenomenal. Great insight into just exactly what Guido gets up to on Football Manager and his suggestions going into the preparation for this podcast. And Guido's suggestions for this are three from Dinamo Zagreb, of course, a very, very well-established um, producer of great talent, and Lovro Mayer being one of the standout ones Guido has earmarked, an attacking midfielder at the age of 21, who certainly seems to be in a position to make a jump to a larger European nation. Another attacking midfielder, just slightly younger, is Antonio Marin at the age of 18. So certainly a lot more potential than Mayer. Marin has the would need a bit more time to grow at the age of 18, but certainly thrown in at the uh, deep end, this player has good technical and mental attributes and could certainly be one to shine and make a difference in, his, in the world of something like a number 10 playmaking role. And, uh, the final Dinamo suggestion from Guido is Dominic Livakovic, a got their goal, Dinamo's 24-year-old goalkeeper. So as we all know, again, you know, a good team always has a strong basis of a good goalkeeper. And with Pedrag Rajkovic finally off the market going into this year's FM, having made the route to Stade de Ram over the summer months, we're certainly now in a position where we're looking for that next great FM goalkeeper. And Guido has suggested Dominic Levakovic as possibly the one for that. To check your Dinamo's a grab there if you are looking to, you know, make some sort of uh, purchase if you're looking to improve the goalkeeping situation at your club. The last name is Andre Orta, a Portuguese 22-year-old attacking midfielder currently playing the straight at Braga. You may remember Horta, he broke through the scenes at Benfica and certainly showed he had bags of ability. But unfortunately for him, he could never really nail down a place, couldn't break into the side. And made the move to the MLS and LAFC, becoming their third designated player signing. Now just last summer, Horta did make the move back to Europe and back to Portugal, moving to Braga as well, so just outside, you know, the big three as they're seen in Portugal. Now, the move for Horta, of course, would would mean more than likely in the first season of FM, he would be unavailable. Clubs don't tend to sell players they've only signed quite recently. So he could certainly want to have your scouts watch over the course of a season. And if you find yourselves in a great position at the end of that first season, to bring him in at the start of a second or even third, as I know from my own Benfica save, he is a game changer if you can get him good up and running in a good run of form. FME so then gets the last shout on a player needing revival, and I don't think I need to say any more than Edie's suggestion there, and that's Ravel Morrison. Okay, Ravel has again made the move to Sheffield United over the summer, so very unlikely to move at the start of FM20, but certainly as you progress into the game, he could certainly be able to keep an eye out for should you feel up to the challenge of trying to channel his obvious talent. Making the jump now, we're going to slide into the underrated players. Certainly, Ravel Morrison could have been said to have been an overrated player at times. But then again, you know, the underrated players, of course, do 
deserve equal amounts of praise. Those players that kind of go under the radar, may not play for the biggest clubs, garner all the headlines, or sell the most amount of jerseys, but often the names that, you know, your fans really can appreciate, especially fans of the club or fans who watch games quite closely. Starting us off is the 27-year-old Real Sociedad striker, William Jose. So William Jose is a Brazilian striker. He has a little bit of a journeyman career at the moment, currently landing at Real Sociedad. But in his 93 appearances for the club, has banged in 20, 38 goals. So you're looking at a little over a goal every three games. Okay, maybe not the best striking record, but certainly one to consider, especially if the money is right for the move to happen. Second on the list is Rodrigo de Paul, a 25-year-old from Udinese. Now, you know, Rodrigo de Paul, a lot of people would kind of remember as that unfortunate player who in the Copa America was tackled by a pigeon. Uh, yeah, I'm sure you'll be able to find the, the video somewhere. That uh, Because of a standout season last year for Udinese, he was called up to the Argentina squad and was tackled by a pigeon in the game, which is probably the only highlight he unfortunately has from the tournament. Rodrigo has proven to be a late bloomer and has the skill set of a player who's certainly, certainly able to make the jump to a big club. The thing is, well, there was Udinese, they're cash-strapped. So, you know, if you were in a position where your club has a little bit of money to spend and just the right amount to make a deal happen, Rodrigo de Paul is certainly a player that you could consider bringing in and I would highly recommend especially because of the fact he is quite nifty at set pieces and is very 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 capable across the front three or in a deeper playmaking role so you'd certainly have a player who could make a difference in that final third should you need one the final one of my suggestions is from one of the most exciting sides in Europe right now and that's Atalanta and that's 27-year-old Swiss midfielder Remo Freuler. Freuler? 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 Sorry, apologies for my pronunciation there. So Freuler rose to prominence at this exciting Atalanta side who are quite renowned for their attacking football. Those of you who may be fans of Grasshoppers Zurich would know that Freuler did have one season lining out for the club. And while Atalanta have risen to currently find themselves in the Champions League, Atalanta are known in Italy as one of the most attacking sides. I think they were the were they the best or second best goal scoring team in the league last season. And that's quite that's quite saying that says quite a lot when you consider the attacking talent certainly available at not just Juventus. Atalanta's style of football has also brought out the best in Frolla, who has become a big contributor of goals from midfield. So if that could be something you're looking at from your side, Frolla could be the one to make it happen. But because of the fact Atalanta have a rising profile in Syria and only in European football, a deal could just be a little tricky to make happen. So you may need to structure a deal carefully if you're on, if you're trying to make that move. Just for yourself. Now again, again, plenty of other options, plenty of other players I could have named, and I'd be here till Kingdom Come. And again, I do have the list. I am happy to make them available. But of course, the community suggestions here are probably better than some of the ones I've just given you already. Charlie Tango has put in a great name. Those of the championship may remember the name, especially Jem Karashan. 
especially if and Jim Carishan and Charlie says is a great standout player if you're looking for a lower league talent and he's currently out of contract after being uh, after applying his trade in uh, Australia for the Central Coast Mariners last year where he was actually one of the standout players he's plenty of experience he was possibly one of the, the big leaders and one of the big positives in this Central Coast side He's been training with Oxford recently, so maybe a move for Oxford could happen in-game. We could see something happen there. And considering the fact that um, he's quite a strong defensive midfield player as well, it could be an ideal move for you, especially for, like Charlie says, at a cash-strapped club, applying your trade just outside of the top flight in whatever league you are currently managing. Then, of course, there is the Guido Mary list, and, of course, Guido's list has some plenty of FM-related names we might remember. Starting off, of course, with Wagnermann at Hamburg. Obviously, Jan Fiete Arp was the one who got all the attention from his goal-scoring exploits. But, of course, football manager players may be familiar with Wagnermann and his absolute fantastic potential ability and the fact he was actually quite handy in his current ability too. With a good set of attributes, the defender could certainly make a big difference to your club. And the fact Hamburg are still kind of caught in, Bundes, in the Bundesliga too, this vibe on this league, you know, you could make a deal happen a little bit cheaper than you might expect to do should they get promoted. So if you can make that move early, I would highly recommend a football manager. Former Ajax wonder kid failed at Middlesbrough and now currently starring in Denmark. Victor Fischer is next on the list. And he certainly, as Guido says, matured into one of Europe's finest attacking players. Should you be looking to make you know, should you be in one of the groups where you're not just in that European elite, where you're kind of just in that, whether it's, you know, Europa League level, looking to break into the Europa League, or one of the, the lower-ranked seeds in the Champions League, Victor Fischer would certainly be a game-changing signing, should you be able to pull it off. Mark Rocca of Espanyol, at 22 years old, but holding on a place in the first team on the La Liga side, is certainly plenty of exciting information for one to process. Guido says that Rocca has, although not a household name, is definitely a good player with the potential to really establish himself as a strong central player in any of your future sides. Next up is Diode Samaseku, a dynamic box-to-box midfielder for Hoffenheim. Part of the Orby Salzburg team but made the move to the Bundesliga and the Hoffenheim. He certainly could be one to watch, although again, may not be instantly available at the start of Football Manager. But that, of course, gives you plenty of time to scout, plenty of time to negotiate and figure out a place for Samasuke just to come into your Samasuku to come into your side. Certainly, the plan for a second or third season to have a player like him around. Gerson, a name that you may be familiar with again as one of these. Uh, possible wonder kids one of these rumored wonder kids one we should be expecting the former roma wonder kid has failed to live up to the expectations and hype that surrounded him in italy and returned home to brazil but although the fact he's only 22 years of age he is on the potential international for the brazilian side brazilian national side should he should he continue his rich run of form in his homeland of course as we all know brazil is a great place for anyone to go snooping, to go making transfers. Deals can happen a little bit cheaper. So maybe Gerson could come in cheaper than what a European equivalent could be there. 
And the final one on Guido's list for these kind of underrated, undervalued players is Vitali Mayalenko, 20-year-old versatile defender, capable of holding his own as a wing-back and a central defender, and already an internationally capped for the Ukraine. Mayalenko, Guido believes, has the potential to become a household name. So, you know, again, if Guido's recommending, I'd certainly be, be one to definitely go out and take a good, strong look at these. And unfortunately, considering the the uh, the future of where my save is going in um, in South America, some of these players may not be happening for financial reasons or whatever. But I certainly want to hear plenty about them if you make the move, if you make the move to bring any of these guys in. Because I'd like to keep you know have this podcast a regular feature talking about some of the you know the standout players in FM Twenty. Our final list and our final look will be going to young talents. Now look, let's be honest. There's plenty of players who could make this list. However, considering that a lot of European clubs are now investing in exciting young talents, you know, there's a lot of obvious names who are just going to skirt over because moves for these players may not be kind of viable uh, to any of us, especially initially at the start of Football Manager. But, you know, if you're taking over a big club, you know, with, with big and high hopes, you know, some of these players may just be, you know, an option for you to bring in, maybe even on a loan deal. So we've Alfonso Davies, the Canadian winger at Bayern Munich, Anzu Fati, that yeah, standout young forward springing through Barcelona, Erling Braut Haaland, the Norwegian striker at Orby Salzburg, Kai Havertz, that exciting young playmaker at Bayer Leverkusen, Mason Mount, that again another exciting English talent there at Chelsea. Rodrigo, the Brazilian winger, coming through at Real Madrid. Jaden Sancho at Borussia Dortmund. Moisey Kane at Everton, again, might be available initially. You know, if they're making the move to, to England. Federico Chiesa, Fiorentina. I know Juventus have been very keen on him, so he's certainly a standard player there. Danny Olmo, football manager favourite over the last couple of years at Dino Zagreb. I don't know whether to include him on this list or not. Didn't know where to fit him in here, but Nathan Ake at Bournemouth, I think, has bags of potential, especially for a bigger club to you know make a move there. Uh, Dayot Upamecano at Leipzig, absolutely fantastic potential centre back there. Ryan Fraser, Bournemouth, Ruben Diaz, Benfica, Stephen Bergwijn, PSV, Pablo Sarabia, PSG, Tammy Abraham at Chelsea, and then Nicola Zaniolo at uh, Roma. Plenty of names listed there. We all, plenty of household names that many of us would be familiar with. If not, again, these lists can be made available. Just let me know. Absolutely no problem. I have it saved, so I can just try and make it available. I'll put it up on the blog. Uh, that's the uh, tech, FM area.wordpress.com. Again, links can be found below or on the socials. The list, though, from me of the actual players I'd recommend and would probably be viable initially in Football Manager. and you know, because they're just playing for clubs outside of, you know, that European elite. Starts off with uh, Fyodor Chalov at CSKA Moscow. So it sometimes feels as though it is simply location. And localism, that means the Russian Premier League is not considered one of Europe's elite divisions. Just outside kind of Europe's top five, you know, the standard of players coming through in Russia is quite, quite good at the moment. 
and TSK and Oscar one of the sides that would certainly argue their case with their front man Fyodor Chalov in one of you possibly one of Europe's most exciting young talents. With 17 goals last season, including an absolute uh, perler against Real Madrid at the Bernabeu in the Champions League, uh, he has continued his good run of form into the start of this season. However, you know, while he's like kept up his high standards, you know, CSK Moscow's form hasn't exactly been stand out. With impressive touch, pace and finish, finishing ability, Chalov may soon see his hometown club as below his station. Sounds like a great football manager signing there to me. Especially if his attributes can match up to, you know, these real life actual descriptions of him. The next up on my list is Nicola Morrow. Another attacking, another creative midfielder coming out of Dinamo Zagreb. And one who I tried desperately to sign in Football Manager 19. I just could not make it happen. So big, big European clubs so are watching Nicola Morrow. So it, it move could be a little bit tricky can, uh, if you are coming in outside of that uh, your elite. Uh, but the fact that you know he has picked up a serious injury recently could mean that you know interest has cooled on him. However, you know he's back, he's playing again, and he has a very very good technical ability in the attacking midfielder slot. And I feel certainly Wood is is a player you should look at and should consider to make a move. The last up then is Sander Berg, twenty year old Norwegian from Genk. Now, from what I've heard from Lars Sivertsen talking on a couple of different podcasts, the Norwegian journalist believes that Sanderberg is in that same tier as Erling Braut Haaland. Just the fact that Erling Braut Haaland is grabbing so much attention. Maybe because of his upbringing, you know, we all know who his father is. But then, of course, the fact that uh, Sander, uh, Sanderberg, you know, isn't as uh, a goal scorer. The fact he's playing a little bit deeper is a midfielder. Now, Sanderberg does come from a sporting family, just like Erling Brad Haaland, with both his parents playing basketball. But the fact that this tall midfielder, you know, shouldn't just be considered on his height. He certainly has to be considered for his technical merit as well. And in Genk's Europa League campaign last season, he chipped in with two goals as well. The fact that Genk are in the Champions League this year means that we can get a look at playing Liverpool this week as well. So certainly, you know, it could be worth a look to see just how much potential is in this player to start a football manager 20. Now, again, I there wasn't any kind of community suggestions here, but again, my list went on and on and on because, let's be honest, young, exciting footballing talent is always breaking through. You could have suggestions. Please send them in. Share them. There's a Slack channel that's great for chat. You know, get talking, the threads, whatever it is, the pod really kind of could do with, you know, you know, becoming this very interactive place and hopefully going to have a hub for community chat that I'd, I'd really hope it could be. Now I'm going to finish up this first episode of this week's Double Bill right here, right now at that list. Thank you for listening, putting up with a lot of chatter. You know, possibly a little waffle, whatever way you feel. But I hope the players that I've listed to you could be of benefit to you in your save. Again, you know, with Football Manager 20 coming out, and we all know it's kind of, it's a little bit later than expected, a little bit later than hoped. Don't be panicking, don't be stressing, don't and certainly don't be going out and giving Miles or anyone else at SI some um, abuse. 
in the way it was given there um, to them last week when they made the announcement. You know, we all love this game. The game is out there for the community. You know, it's, you know, look, we all know Football Manager to us all is more than just a game. But at the same time, just treat it, you know, treat those people who are out there, you know, trying to make this thing for us just that bit more exciting. Anyway, episode six is in the books. Episode seven, I'm going to have a little bit more information dropping because I need you guys to come and get involved with me. So check out the socials there and we'll have a chat and get your voice heard on episode seven. Dropping again on Friday this week. Gaffer Gamer, thank you again. Thank you for listening. Talk to you then.